When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Protecting America. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. I am going to be very curious to hear what the snow accumulation totals look like on this Tuesday morning, depending on where you are. Five minutes after five o'clock, it's the Farm Babe, Pam Yonke, helping you hopefully to rise and shine. My goodness, this is crazy snow out there. If you've got kids, they probably love it. I know even I was tempted to try for a snowman yesterday afternoon. It's heavy, wet snow, so if you are planning on trying to clean the sidewalk or something like that this morning, do take your time. We'll talk with Stu about the weather and find out about those snow totals in about 15 minutes. How are you doing? I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. So for today, looks like we are going to cool down just a little bit. 30 is our expected high for today, but it should be a sunny day. Tomorrow we're going to drop down to 19, so all that moisture out there, I'm afraid, probably going to turn into ice. Thursday, another cold day, down to 16, but Friday we bounce back up right around 31 degrees. Today is day number one of the Midwest Forge Symposium. That's happening at the Chula Vista Resort in Wisconsin Dells. Scott Schultz from our team going to be there covering all the details. And, of course, up before 6 o'clock. Markets are back in play, and boy, is wheat wild this morning. John Heinberg, Total Farm Marketing with Stuart Peterson, is going to be joining us live this morning to tell us the story behind all of that. Ever walk across your cornfield and find a nice surprise? Like that favorite vice grip that fell off the planter last spring. Well, next fall, you might just come upon an even bigger treasure. More corn, thanks to Acuron Herbicide. Acuron gives you 5 to 15 more bushels an acre than any other herbicide when used in a pre-emergence application at full label rates. To discover your 5 to 15 bushels, talk to your Syngenta retailer. Acuron yield advantage range based on 2016 Syngenta and university trials. Always read and follow label instructions. Acuron is a restricted-use pesticide. Soil needs plants to stay healthy, just like plants need soil to survive. Nature thrives on forming connections. Farmers thrive on forming them, too. With Indigo Marketplace, we're setting out to connect every farmer with every buyer, making it easier to find a market for the things that make your farm unique. Visit indigoag.com questions to find out more. Indigo. From questions, we grow. It's 5.05 right now, and this is Reba McClone from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And recently at the Wisconsin Corn and Soy Expo, We got to hear a lot about what happened last year in the agriculture industry, but what we can expect in 2020. And Scott, you were able to talk with someone about some of the issues we're seeing in the corn bin right now. That's right, Reba. This is Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. Wisconsin Corn Promotion Board President Randy Woodruff said there's no shortage of lessons that can be learned from the past growing and harvesting year including in those marketing terms. I talked with him during that recent Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo at Wisconsin Dells, and Woodruff said farmers should look into moving some corn early because of the moisture concerns. And in doing so, farmers also have to remember the extra safety challenges that corn of higher than normal moisture content might present when being removed 
from our bins. Well, as a farmer, and I can associate with all of, I know all the all other farmers agree with me. We're glad this season's over with. It's been rough with the moisture, the cold weather, and just getting everything done. It's been a late year, and I know a lot of people said they're, they're glad the season's over, but I think with marketing this year's corn, the more we talk to more people, I mean, we've always looked and start moving corn a lot in April, May, June, July, but I think this year with some of the problems we had with a lot of fines in these bins, we should really look into trying to move some of this corn start up here in February and March. And we got to get these bins opened up because I've been already hearing problems with people having heating corn. I think this is a year we can't always wait for the markets, but we got to move some of that corn and, and even beans out of the bins. We fought with moisture problems on beans too. We might have to try to get some of these commodities moved earlier this year than we'd like to, but it's, I think, for the safety. And as you move them, there's so many of these accidents starting to happen. We've been hearing around that people are going to these bins trying to get a move out. We really got to be careful this year. I hear at the, down here at the corn soil, some of the accidents are happening. And as a fireman, uh, we've already heard from different companies want to add to our gear, so we have this. But we got to be cautious. We always try to save that two minutes by going in there ourselves and getting these bins open. But we got to think about this, and it only takes two minutes and. You, you can leave a family, and it's always hard on the family that's left. It's not the person that goes, but we got to think twice before we go to those bins this year. And again, it, all marketing things aside, this is part of the marketing project that you have to be careful. But this year's corn in those bins isn't what it normally is, is it? No, and that's it's the quality. I mean, we're all going to kind of take a beat, and no one's trying to hide it either. It's, we think next year's going to be a better crop, and that's what we always got to be optimistic, thinking next year's going to come back, and we're not going to have these. But we got years like this that things like this happen, and we're going to get through it, and, and we can always blend some of our other corn to bring it up to grades. But we overall, ours isn't too bad, but it's, it's definitely not the quality we're used to in the other years. So... But then again, I say these bins need attention, and so just keep an eye on them, and you're going to need extra precautions this year. There's a bunch of corn standing out in the field yet. Yeah. What's going to happen with that? What's what's going to be happening? I have seen actually quite a bit out, but now this last week, even driving down here to corn soy, we're down here at Wisconsin Dells, coming down 94. I saw three or four that three or four fields that have been going off. I've been hearing from my neighbors that they're taking off corn now. There's a lot of corn coming off the field right now with this weather that we've had. It's cold enough that it goes through the combine, the ground solid, and it lowered that amount of snow down with that warm weather. It changed that depth so you can get through it with combine. So a lot of that corn that's out there on the fields is coming off. And we have board members down here that are still fighting to get their corn off for the season. So yeah, anyone out there still, you're not alone. There's a lot of other farmers, but a lot of it is coming off at this time. I did see quite a bit of corn come off this last week. And what what are you hearing quality-wise? What What is that, that? Did it dry down at all during that stretch, or, or is the moisture still holding up there? I Honestly, I haven't talked, to him, but I know that with this cold weather, that corn isn't going to dry down yet. I think they're still going to have to dry it through the dryers. It's just the idea that they can't get out there. Some of that ground that was frozen before they couldn't get through or the combines couldn't be there because they're busy doing other places. The dryers were busy, and some people had problems getting LP gas for their dryers that they had to wait. So it's, it's, I, I can't believe it would have dried down that much this time of year, but it's the idea that you can't leave that crop out there because you leave it till spring. They're, you're going to lose lose a lot of field loss I think there with if you get some heavy snows which they're talking some more snow coming that'll slow down the harvest of what's been going on but you can't depend on that crop you can't afford to take those loss with the 
the low profit margins as it is now. And with the price, you want to get that corn and get it to market. So it's, it's something, you can't leave it on the field is my thought. What are you hearing as far as when you're saying getting it to market? What's the storage situation at the market? Are we, uh, everything moving out? Uh, do we have room, space for what's still out there? Yeah, I think the markets are buying. I mean, actually, market prices this year are better than last year yet. I mean, we, we do have the market prices, and everyone hopes to hold on a little longer to see if you get me, me the same. I'm always looking for that little higher market price, but I think we've got to take some of these market prices. And it's not, it's not a bad market price yet. It's been down lower than this, below $3 at times. And with this, you're still up in the mid-threes, so and a little above that. So I think, I think it's a year that we could be moving some corn earlier. And how about with the trade deals? You hoping to see some more corn moving in a lot of different directions? I'm guessing. Key word is optimism. <laughs> you gotta be, you gotta be think positive on that. The use Mecca or USMCA. That's been a big turn. I mean, Mexico and Canada are some of our big buyers now, and China. That's always concerned, but no one knows what the. Swine flew over and said, are they going to re- really need that much? It's a guesswork with everyone. And no one, we've been here at the meetings and people haven't been really able to tell us, yeah, are they going to need the corn or is their livestock down that much? They have said that with the pork operation down, poultry has really picked up. So they're using a lot more. So and actually, the, I guess some of the feeds have been higher, actually. So it's been more, more demand over there. So we'll have to see what that is. Everyone's guessing with China. You never know. It's on phase one yet, and it's, it's been delayed a little bit with this coronavirus over there, but they say they think they can start taking in more, but it might be a year from now. It might be three months from now, or it might be four years, I heard. So you don't know, but hopefully things are coming back, and maybe we'll let, see this phase as a stepping stone to that. It's going to get better. So when we look back at it from this deal we made, so I mean, think positive. As a farmer, I mean, you're going to do it next year no matter what we do, and we always think positive next year is going to be better as a farmer. How about your own operation? Things uh, go about as smoothly as for everybody else uh, in the past year, I'm guessing. You don't have any corn left standing out there, do you? Oh, we are fortunate. It's one of our later years, and that's why I say kidney beans, soybeans, and corn was all a struggle to get to you. We didn't finish till that that Sunday before Thanksgiving, and we put up some cold weather, snow, and ice, and it just wasn't nice out there. We All we wanted to get finished and put the stuff away and i farm with my two brothers and we've been doing it and we continue on next year we're always ready to do a little expanding if we can and we're not calling or quits yet it's in your blood when you've been doing it this long and i'm fourth generation hope there's fifth generation coming along to take over and i have a grandson that maybe he'll want to do it i'm hoping someday too so about how many acres are you running up there we're running about two thousand acres with my brother so we run up there so we have pretty much all our own we own all of our acres and we've been pretty fortunate to have our previous generators generations helping us get started because without that it's it's a rough time getting into farming without that extra help in there so always with the optimism though aren't we yes we are it's in your blood when you're farm you gotta love farming so i i've always loved it and i say my parents have and i'm proud to do it and if i say i don't know if i'll ever retire they'll probably have to kick me off the tractor someday is <laughs> how it'll work <laughs>
That's Randy Woodruff, president of the Wisconsin Corn Promotion Board. The Wisconsin Corn Promotion Board directs research, new product development, international marketing, and education to expand the market opportunities and sales of Wisconsin corn. The board's responsible for the oversight of an annual budget of about $1.7 million, that coming from one half of a percent per bushel of corn assessment. About 50% of all the corn grown in Wisconsin is used for livestock. Recently, more of Wisconsin's corn has been used for ethanol production for fuel. On the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire, I'm Scott Schultz. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Carrier has a complete line of home heating products to keep your family comfortable this winter without burning your budget. With smart temperature management and remote access options, it's easier than ever to control your home's climate. And Carrier energy efficient systems can help reduce utility bills without sacrificing comfort. For more complete comfort and greater peace of mind, turn to your Carrier expert. Call your Carrier factory authorized dealer, Parker Heating and Cooling in Madison. Soil needs plants to stay healthy, just like plants need soil to survive. Nature thrives on forming connections. Farmers thrive on forming them too. With Indigo Marketplace, we're setting out to connect every farmer with every buyer, making it easier to find a market for the things that make your farm unique. Visit indigoag.com questions to find out more. Indigo. From questions, we grow. Battles aren't won solely on the field. That's a common misconception. Battles are won within. Over enemies of fear. Enemies of doubt. In that place where promises are kept. Promises to oneself. This is a physical training event. Promises to one's community. Healthy people move debris out of their house. Promises to one's country. In the heart of every Marine, you'll find a promise. A promise forever kept. A promise of battles won. If Old McDonald was real and actually had a farm, she'd talk about it. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Wow, 519 as we get rolling on a Tuesday morning. And if you're rolling already this morning, take your time, depending on where you are. Could be quite a bit of snow and slush out there. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype. Man, oh mercy, buddy, here in the Madison area, I am actually more than a little surprised at the volume we picked up. And it is heavy. If you've got little kids or kids of any age, I guess, it is perfect snowball slash snowman type snow. Uh, I was out uh, shoveling it uh, yesterday, and it just automatically kind of rolled into a ball on its own. But uh, it's it's heavy out there for some folks. Yeah, it is heavy for some folks, and that really is kind of confined into the western, southern Wisconsin area. 
I just pulled up another new map here indicating about four and a half at Madison. Uh, Mauston closing in on three inches, according to this, and around four or so at La Crosse. Certainly less at Fond du Lac and into the Fox Valley, Beaver Dam as well. I mean, we're looking at an inch or so, maybe it was two, but it blew around a lot. But very moist, very wet precipitation as it fell. And that low that brought all of this activity starting to pull east and away from us. Weather radar does still indicate a little snow off in northeast Wisconsin, mostly uh, Fox Valley up to Green Bay and still back to Wausau and going out in the Door Peninsula. That area is still under that winter weather advisory for a time, but the system is pulling away. And now that we've got snow, sloppy, slushy, snowball snow, clean it up quickly. Get it off where you need to today because it's going to start to freeze on. I think we highlighted this before as we head toward tonight and especially Thursday night, it's going to get a whole lot colder tonight down to near zero in a lot of places, below zero Wednesday night, cold air as we head through the middle of the week and then it turns around. It will moderate, not instantly, but start warming for Friday and certainly by Saturday and Sunday back to normal and well above. So if you don't get it cleaned out today, going to be some tough walking and moving around for a couple of days, and then we'll get a chance to clean up again for the weekend. Other than that cold air building in with high pressure, not many changes in the weather. The winds stay a little breezy yet today, tonight, into tomorrow. Enough to keep wind chills down there around 5 and 10 below now and again. Nothing drastic, not unusual for February. But there's cold air with high pressure settling in as we move on toward the mid and later part of this week. I really don't expect we're going to talk much about another snow chance until maybe later Sunday and on into early next week. I'll check the forecast right after this. Ever walk across your cornfield and find a nice surprise? Like that favorite vice grip that fell off the planter last spring. Well, next fall, you might just come upon an even bigger treasure. More corn, thanks to Acuron Herbicide. Acuron gives you 5 to 15 more bushels an acre than any other herbicide when used in a pre-emergence application at full label rates. To discover your 5 to 15 bushels, talk to your Syngenta retailer. Acuron yield advantage range based on 2016 Syngenta and university trials. Always read and follow label instructions. Acuron is a restricted-use pesticide. Compeer Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage. And helped our dairy grow for the next generation. At Compeer Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our unique perspective finds solutions to your challenges. And our specially trained financial team guides you every step of the way. Partner with us to make your goals possible. Compeer.com. Compeer Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. And MLS number 619731, copyright 2019, all rights reserved. 523 now. All right, Stu. Uh, when are these temperatures going to start to swing? Because like you said, I got cleanup to do today. Yeah, and I think as we start looking toward uh, later afternoon, evening, we'll notice that cold air settling in. I hate to say falling temperatures right this afternoon, but that's a possibility. So talk about some morning clouds. If you're heading to the northeast part of the state, even a little light snow. But sunshine will break out today. Not all bad. But I don't expect the temperatures are going to rise a whole lot more. If we hold on in the upper 20s and very low 30s, that's our daytime high. But that's where we're at. Northwest winds 5 to 15. They'll gust near 25. And then clearing a bit in the nighttime. Single digits maybe just below zero. Lacrosse and Boston. Northwest winds at 5 to 10. Mostly sunny Wednesday, mid to upper teens. Northwest winds about 5. And then well below zero. Everybody Wednesday night. Thursday, mostly sunny, mid-teens again, northwest winds at 5, 
Upper 20s, low 30s with sun on Friday, Pam, and warmer after that. So be a lot easier to clean up again at the end of the week. Yeah, like you said, get her scratched up, though, this morning if you can. Thanks, Stu. We'll catch you tomorrow. You bet. Have a good one. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, with those weather details we're looking at. So I guess, uh, like you said, southern Wisconsin, the Madison area, heaviest as far as snowfall. But uh, temperature-wise, everybody's in the same boat this morning. La Crosse, you're cloudy, 27 degrees. Mauston, cloudy and 28. Fond du Lac at the airport, cloudy skies, 32 degrees. Beaver Dam, overcast and 34. At the airport, Madison, overcast skies, 34 degrees. And again, like we were mentioning, you're going to want to give yourself a little extra time if you're headed out this morning because the the crew are out on the road trying to clean things up, and you'll want to make sure you give them all the space those drivers need to do their jobs well and do it safely. It's 525. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Are you planning to raise soybeans but are concerned about yield-robbing diseases such as white mold and sudden death syndrome? A complete management plan starts with Heads Up Seed Treatment. Cost-effective and compatible with other treatments, Heads Up triggers the plant's natural defense system, creating an immune-like response to help your soybeans fight off invading disease pathogens. Ask your local seed dealer or co-op for Heads Up today. For more information, visit HeadsUpST.com. Again, for more information on Heads Up Seed Treatment, visit HeadsUpST.com. Unleash your inner geek at the largest arcade in Wisconsin, Geeks Mania. Hundreds of the most wanted vintage vids and pins, plus the best new games and the largest six-person X-Men game in the galaxy. Book your corporate event or birthday party in the Namco or the new Nintendo room online at GeeksMania.com. Every birthday child gets a free comic book at Geeks Mania, Odano Road, across from Rust Arrow Kia. Open Sunday through Thursday till 10, Friday and Saturday till midnight. Pay one price, play all day. Unleash your inner geek at Geeks Mania. Learn more at GeeksMania.com. It might just be the neighbor letting their dog poop in your yard again, but having outdoor lights that sense movement are great when you want to know what's creeping around. We have lower maintenance and lower cost safety and security lights ready to put the spotlight on spot. This is Scott from Ever Ready Electric. Before our family became electricians, we were busy farming. That's where we get our Ever Ready work ethic. EverReadyElectric.net. We are Ever Ready. For a better tomorrow, let's make our health a priority this year. It's never too late to get started. Dave Gary here on behalf of Andy Haugen and the 650 staff members employed at the Princeton Clubs. I'm thrilled to announce the opening of our brand new group training studios located inside our largest clubs. Once again, another creative way for you to get in the best shape of your life. The gateway to better health looks different for each person. That's why we've created so many different ways to exercise at the Princeton Clubs. With locations all over the Madison area, world-class facilities, and the best staff in the business, it's a great time to join us. No matter what your age or from beginner to pro athlete, we're all here to help you succeed. This month's For a Better Tomorrow partner is Special Olympics Wisconsin, providing year-round sports opportunities to over 10,000 athletes. Way to go, Special Olympics. For a free trial pass, go to PrincetonClub.net. There is no reason to be intimidated by words like gold, diamonds, 
jewels. No reason at all, especially when you stop into Goodman's Jewelers, 220 State Street, same location they've been at for over 85 years because they haven't been in business that long by intimidating people. They've been in that business by having beautiful pieces at all price points, whether it be an engagement ring, a wedding band, a pendant, maybe even a necklace, birthday, anniversaries, so many different occasions to give such beautiful jewelry that is very affordable. And of course, they've got the bling bling, the shine and diamonds, but they also have a great selection of other exotic gemstones and a lot of the cuts that are super hot these days. They may have that traditional feel, that traditional customer service, but they also have the new modern looks of today. Stop in and take a look at their jewelry case. Talk to the staff. Find out what it is that they have and what it is that they can create. Go online, goodmansjewelers.com. Battles aren't won solely on the field. That's a common misconception. Battles are won within. Over enemies of fear. Enemies of doubt. In that place where promises are kept. Promises to oneself. This is a physical training event. Promises to one's community. Healthy people move debris out of their house. Promises to one's country. In the heart of every Marine, you'll find a promise. A promise forever kept. A promise of Battles Won. Carrier has a complete line of home heating products to keep your family comfortable this winter without burning your budget. With smart temperature management and remote access options, it's easier than ever to control your home's climate. And Carrier energy-efficient systems can help reduce utility bills without sacrificing comfort. For more complete comfort and greater peace of mind, turn to your Carrier expert. Call your local Carrier dealer, Olson Heating and Cooling in Mount Horeb. Do we agree? Now, did did I hear that right, Nelson? Craig Council took Josh Hader's side on the uh, uh, arbitration. on the arbitration where he lost two million bucks on Friday. Yeah, he did. He said uh, that this system isn't right if Josh Hader is not winning his arbitration case, and I have to agree with him. I mean, Josh Hader won Relief Pitcher of the Year the last two years. Yeah, so Josh Hader went to arbitration and um, was seeking a little over six million. Ended up the arbitrator ruled against him. Uh, and he gets four million. So yeah, I mean that's that's you know that's a third of his salary he lost out. Um, so my question then is, you know, what um, d- does I mean? Are we worried about Hater like? Well, be- what can you, an what issue? can he do though? I mean, that's just that's what they ruled. Well, he could right? Not show up, right? Well, would you want to not show up and not get four million dollars? Probably not. But <laughs> you know, I mean, like, what other o- or does he just say what that- other option does he have besides? Nothing, but that's my. So do, do do we just? Does he just eat it, and then we're just like you You're know? Gonna have to. It's just a bad look for the Brewers. I mean, well, that's my point. And then the well, manager. No, I, is it a bad look for the Brewers, or is it a bad look just for the majors in general and how arbitration works? Well, it's a bad look for the Brewers when the manager. I didn't even see if the manager's siding with player. That's that's. I would say that's a bad look. It's a bad look for the team. Obviously. There's some cases you'll see a guy win. You're like, man, I don't think he should have won that one. So I mean, it's it's arbitrary. It's a middleman picking it. It's a non-biased third party, but 
I mean, can you fault Man. the Brewers, though, for just going what through the normal arbitration is in the majors? See, I would if they had the balls to spend $130 million this year and they were pinching pennies because they wanted to go sign someone. They got a ton of money that they're not going to use this year. Why would you not give it to a guy that's been your best relief pitcher the last two years? Like if you were a it's boss. It's two point whatever million dollars. Nelly, let's say you ran out of vacation days and you were a boss somewhere, or an employee ran out of vacation days and they were, you're a boss somewhere, and this employee is like, well, I want to use more vacation days even though I, already, I don't have any. Like it's not the employer's fault that they used all the vacation days. I don't get. I I just don't get. Why is it the Brewers' fault that an arbitrator ruled in their favor a guy that's not you know who's supposed to be bipartisan? Why is it the Brewers' fault? It's not. It's two points. You're both right if you can be that because the Brewers did what they're supposed to do. It's not like Nelson said. It's an independent arbitrator, so they're just playing out what the what the rules dictate. And I think what Nelson's saying is this is not just some average guy. This is the two time reliever of the year, or even at six million dollars you're still getting it's a steal. Cheap. I mean, you look at what the top players are. The top pitchers now are clearing $15, $20 million a year, and the Brewers are nickel and diming hater over $2 million bucks. They're not wrong in the system because it's right. It's an arbitrator. It's, it's, has, it's, it's a third party that has no skin in the game. That's why they do it. So it's, they take the GM out of it, and they take you know the agent out of it, and it's 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 supposed to be fair. So I don't like, the Brewers I think, didn't do anything wrong no. other than Peter should get the money. I agree with you but guys. That's, yeah. So are, are you nickel and diming because he could be getting fifteen million a year? He, I mean, what's the difference between four and six? Are we really at that point where the Brewers are going to nickel and dime for two million? And bucks? why would you want to make one of your best pitchers unhappy? Why would you want to make him feel like he doesn't want to be in Milwaukee because you don't want to pay him? It's two million dollars. Okay, but if Hader was on any other team, wouldn't the same thing happen? Potentially, but if he was on another team, like with the just, same stats, they'd just give him the money. They'd sign him to a long-term contract. I mean, I think Hader should get the money, but when you are in a position of keeping a book and having money, and I know they cut salary or whatever, but why is it automatically the Brewers' fault that they didn't pony up, even though that's the rule and that's the system? Shouldn't you just go to the MLB then for them to change their arbitration? The Brewers are just playing the game. Yeah, it's a tough. That's a tough. That's um, it's a tough one for me because they like, are just a, playing the as game. As a boss or an employer, you have to think about it when you're protecting and looking at your books and the the health of your club moving forward. Correct. If you should go the you should go to the arbitrator and the, the MLB and be like, "Yo, this system's flawed." Right, but the the flip side of that is that I don't think haters at you so know, why would he be mad at the Brewers? Well, shouldn't he be mad at the majors? Yes, other than you know, it's like you could say the same thing when when Aaron Rodgers signed his big deal last year, or when Giannis is hopefully going to resign his big deal with. The Bucks is there are some guys that are more important. Now, maybe Josh Hader isn't at that level of value to the Brewers. I mean, I, that would have been like the Packers nickel and diming Rodgers for a couple extra million bucks. Or when the, when the Bucks hit, they say, ah, you know, Giannis, we could pay you 35. But, you know, according to the NBA, you know, we only have to pay you 32 and a half. Are you really going to squabble with Aaron Rodgers and Giannis at Tendakumbo over a couple million dollars when they're the face of your franchise? Now, is Josh Hader the Aaron Rodgers of the Brewers or the Giannis of the Brewers? Probably not. Is he one of the three or four most important Brewers? This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. All righty, 535 now on a Tuesday morning. Boy, John Heinberg from the Stuart Peterson's group is going to be joining us before 6 o'clock. Markets are coming back with some gusto after their President's Day holiday, especially the wheat market up double digits right now. What in the world's going on? 
John will explain it to us in just a little bit. I'm Pam Yonke. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Tuesday. So on this date, back in 1978, Hawaii hosted the very first Ironman triathlon. Boy, that is something. The contestants swim about two and a half miles, bike 112 miles, and then complete a full marathon of more than 26 miles. That's what an Ironman is, and Hawaii hosted the first one back on this date, 1978. Here's one close to my heart. On this day, 1914, Pee Wee King was born. Pee Wee King. Recognize that name? He's a member of the Country Music Hall of Fame. He co-wrote the Tennessee Waltz. And part of the reason why I bring it up, he was born and raised on a dairy farm near Abrams, Wisconsin, just down the road from where I grew up. And now you know. What we want you to know is time is a-clickin'. If your family wants to put their application in for recognition during the Wisconsin State Fair as a centennial or sesquicentennial farm, application deadline, March 1st, just around the corner. Josh Scramlin joins us this morning with more details on what you should know about nominating your farm as a centennial, sesquicentennial marker. We might only be in the early months of 2020, but let's go ahead and talk about the Wisconsin State Fair. As officials at the fair are pleased to announce that applications are now available for the 2020 Century and Sesquicentennial Farm and Home Award. So if your family has owned the same farm for over 100 years, listen up, because Jill Albanese, the director of competitive exhibits, wants to hear from you. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin, and right now I am joined on the phone by Jill from the State Fair. Jill, you're the one that organizes it, so you'd probably be the best person to talk to, but this event that you put on is really, really cool. It's a great event, and what happens once you turn an application in, we review that application, and if everything goes well, then we invite you to the Wisconsin State Fair for a breakfast program. Um, this year it'll be on Tuesday, August 11th, and that's in the morning, and then we have speakers, and then we also then, that's when you'll get your signed certificates and your family photo. Yeah, so let's break it down. You don't have to be exactly at 100 or 150. If you're at, say, 104 or 117 years, you can still apply for one of these awards. You don't have to be right on the dot, correct? Josh, that's a great question. Yes. So as long as you've made it 100 years, you can apply. Each property can apply for the 100-year award once, and each property can apply for the 150 award once. You don't have to be exactly at 100, but you have to be at least continuous for those 100 years or continuous for those 150 years. Now, what are the qualifications to get one of these awards? Um, you have to have continuous ownership for 100 or at least 150 years for both awards. It's got to stay in the family, and that's really the most important thing. You do not need to be actively farming, but we do ask what kind of farming you are doing. Just kind of helps fill out where our honorees are coming from. Yeah, and elaborate on this event because I was there last year. It was my first time going to it. As you said, it takes place during the Wisconsin State Fair. It's quite the event. I mean, there's a breakfast, there's presentations. Really sell it to people. Why would they want to attend this event? Um, First of all, it's great you recognize and honor those farms. It's all about honoring the farmers that have made it 100 and or 150 years. Um, Last year, we had just over 650 for breakfast. So four people come to the breakfast for the sit-down meal. It's amazing. It's very uh, rewarding. And then what we do is after the program, that's when we take your family photos. 
And then we send those on to the newspapers, and then one is sent to each of the farm families. You then get your outdoor sign, which is very coveted, and then you'll get a paper certificate. And then they do the county roll call where they read every single farmer who's made it those 100 and or 150 years. I'm smiling just thinking about it because it almost felt as exciting as like a high school or a college graduation. Everybody's getting their picture taken. Everybody has their sign. That sign, the the look on farmers' faces when they get that sign it is just pure joy, isn't it? Yeah, and this is actually for our staff. This is one of the most rewarding programs we work on because it's just so wonderful to honor these farmers who have given so much of their life to uh, Wisconsin farming. And then the one thing I want to remind people, um, you get the farm award once. So if you got the award like 10 years ago, you don't get it again until you hit that 150. Okay. So the, you only get the 100-year award once and the 150 award once. What do numbers look like for 100 versus 150-year-old farms? Because 50 years, that's a, that's a big difference. Yeah. So actually, last year, right now, we have over 9,000 100-year farms in the state of Wisconsin. So the Century Farm Program started in 1948 to coincide with the state's um, centennial celebration. And then in 1998, we started the sesquicentennial program, which corresponded with the state sesquicentennial program. So the numbers are kind of amazing. So right now we have over 9,600 farms in the 100-year farm program, and we have just over 900 and actually 919 150-year farms in the state of Wisconsin, which is phenomenal. Yes, it is. That's Jill Albanese with the Wisconsin State Fair. She is the coordinator for the centennial, sesquicentennial farm recognition that happens during the Wisconsin State Fair. But remember, the application deadline is March 1st, and there is a little bit of paperwork that you've got to tackle to get the job done. Now, there's no online application that's available. You need to reach out to the Wisconsin State Fair or your county extension office for the paperwork and get started on your application today. But please, do take the time. It's very much worth it. We'll take a quick break. Coming up in a moment, John Heinberg with the Stuart Peterson Group on what's happening with the markets overnight. It's 542. Ever walk across your cornfield and find a nice surprise? Like that favorite vice grip that fell off the planter last spring. Well, next fall, you might just come upon an even bigger treasure. More corn, thanks to Acuron Herbicide. Acuron gives you 5 to 15 more bushels an acre than any other herbicide when used in a pre-emergence application at full label rates. To discover your 5 to 15 bushels, talk to your Syngenta retailer. Acuron yield advantage range based on 2016 Syngenta and university trials. Always read and follow label instructions. Acuron is a restricted-use pesticide. Soil needs plants to stay healthy, just like plants need soil to survive. Nature thrives on forming connections. Farmers thrive on forming them, too. With Indigo Marketplace, we're setting out to connect every farmer with every buyer, making it easier to find a market for the things that make your farm unique. Visit indigoag.com questions to find out more. Indigo. From questions, we grow. John Heinberg from the Stuart Peterson Group's joining us live in just a couple minutes, and I'm excited about that because the markets are up in overnight trade. Uh, after the president's holiday yesterday, 
Currently in Chicago, we've got March corn trading about three cents higher. We've got December new crop corn up three at three ninety one. March soybeans are up three. November beans up three nine twenty five and three quarters. March wheat is up thirteen cents right now at five fifty six. July new crop wheat's up twelve at five fifty two a bushel in overnight trade. What's happening in our backyard? Well, let's take a look. Lacrosse this morning has the new crop corn. Currently at three fifty a bushel, new crop beans in Lacrosse at eight eighty a bushel. Mauston this morning, new crop corns at three forty seven, new crop beans at eight thirty one, and new crop wheat at four eighty a bushel. Talking about Sauk City and Beaver Dam, new crop corns at three fifty six, new crop beans at eight forty six, and in Jefferson, new crop corn this morning three sixty one, new crop beans at eight fifty one to get us started. Dairy markets in Chicago. Now that is a little bit softer. Currently, we've got March milk down three at sixteen ninety eight a hundredweight. April milk down a nickel seventeen oh one a hundredweight. Sure hope I'm going to see plenty of you folks on Friday and Saturday for the Wisconsin Cattlemen's Winter Convention at the Chula Vista Resort in Wisconsin Dells. Remember, on Friday morning, starting at about 1030, they've got the Beef and Dairy Wellness Breakout Sessions. This is in conjunction with our University Extension Program and a lot of great speakers, including guests from the University of Gelp in Canada, Texas A&M, and our own UW-Madison School of Veterinary Medicine. Find out more online, WisconsinCattlemen.com, or better yet, let's see you Friday for the kickoff of the Wisconsin Cattlemen's Convention. Begins at 9 a.m. with registration, Chula Vista Resort in Wisconsin Dells. Catching up with John Heinberg from the Stuart Peterson Group next. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Join Case IH at Johnson Tractor's Open House Friday, February 21st at the Janesville location. Come for pancakes and a sneak peek of the all-new AFS Connect Case IH Magnum. Presentations will be held at 9 and 11 a.m. Mark it down. Make it there. Johnson Tractor's Open House Friday, February 21st in Janesville. Johnson Tractor from land to lawn. Confusion ever someone or have sudden you trouble had speaking, understanding? Understanding trouble? Have you sudden have or speaking someone ever confusion? Have Have you you ever ever had had sudden confusion, confusion, trouble speaking, speaking, or understanding understanding someone? It could be one of the five signs of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Suddenly having trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. It's late until, wait, don't too. Don't Don't wait wait until until it's it's too too late. late. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at PowerToEndStroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. They came from every corner of the country, from small towns and big cities. But they all shared one thing in common. They belonged to a family called Marines. A tough and determined few dedicated to protecting everything we hold sacred. And still, they come. 
Celebrate the history of those proud few who have earned the title Marine. Putting the cheese on the crackers. It's Pam Yonke and the Wisconsin Farm Report. 547 as we get started now on a Tuesday morning. And really, temperatures are doing pretty good right now. La Crosse, you're at 25. Mauston, 27. Fond du Lac, 30 degrees. Beaver Dam, 30. And Madison, 32. But exercise caution as you head out this morning. Looks like they're throwing caution to the wind as they get back to trade activity in Chicago after the President's Day holiday. John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson, joining us live this morning. I was particularly impressed with the action we're seeing in the wheat market, John. Last time I looked, we were double digits higher. What's going on? Yeah, well, we got a little bit of an announcement overnight. Uh, China is looking to uh, reduce or take tariff-free exemptions on about 700 products here from the U.S. U.S. Greens uh, were in that group as well as the meat space. Let's bring a little bit of buying optimism. Plus, we had a pretty rough day in the Greens overall on Friday. They might have been a little bit overdone as well. Sometimes you get those snapbacks, especially after a three-day weekend like that, the money's looking for some place to go here on Sunday night, and grains are a pretty good value after a fairly rough day. Wheat market's been pretty heavily sold off uh, recently off those highs, and it was probably poised for a bit of a short-covering rally. And when you get that thin trade on Sunday night, there's not a lot of players out there, so we hit a bunch of stops, and the market can jump pretty quickly. Yeah, now you mentioned uh, wheat's just one area. Are we seeing that carryover enthusiasm in our livestock trade too then? We should see some of that today, I would assume. Uh, first off, the cattle market, the money was aggressively moving out of that market. We snapped back uh, real strong at the end of the week last week. So right now, I mean, on the short side of that, uh, that equation is kind of looking at uh, being underwater here. So, And with some favorable news, maybe on the trade front, uh, especially you know with the mention of pork and beef being in that tariff exemption, you know, the anticipation that China could step into that meat market will probably help out that cattle market. Hogs continue to look for some direction, but it feels like they're building a bit of a bottom here, but we just need some positive momentum, and I think you'll see that money move quickly out of, into that market as well as volatile that thing has been. You know, for that uh, optimism in livestock and even in the grain, cannot seem to find that momentum in dairy. Yeah, the dairy market's a bit of a concern, as we kind of talked about last week. We keep watching that block barrel spread. On Friday, we kind of broke through some key support levels. Chart doesn't look very good in those front months, and then we saw the barrel spread uh, move back on that block price. That's going to be the key. How does that spread unwind? Does it does it do it steadily, or do we take pressure off the blocks, which would put pressure on the milk market? Again, like I mentioned last week, uh, DRP out there, put some floor underneath that market, keep your top side open. Uh, the market looks a little bit vulnerable here, especially as they unwind that spread from its record levels. I appreciate the enthusiasm that China might actually be trying to get themselves going in the right direction with uh, Phase 1 and our activity here. Are you noticing any movement on the export scene, John, that would bear that out? Uh, how were the numbers last week? Uh, last week, again, uh, the corn numbers were fairly solid. Wheat numbers are solid. Beans are still reflecting that competition that we're seeing from Brazil stepping into the marketplace. and. You know, we really need to see now that the phase one deal supposedly is uh, through its implementation period. Does China step into the market? That headline last night is a favorable uh, tone. Obviously, they're dealing with the coronavirus as well as the bird flu case over there, which is affecting some more of their food supplies. 
So they're going to be in need of some protein and some products, and I wouldn't be surprised that they do step in here maybe after the first of the month when that, that tariff reduction or the exemption starts to come into play. Target date on that was the 2nd of March. Just out of curiosity, you know, sometimes we fail to realize that uh, we have outside markets that influence livestock. You know, for a while it was all about Brexit. Is there any news outside of commodities that we need to keep an eye on, John, that can give us some direction or at least something to pause and reflect on? Well, when you really start talking about uh, outside markets, when it comes to non-ags, the the energy space is a key. Uh, that's one that really strongly helps into the wheat market. Uh, crude oil gets some stability that helps out the Russian ruble currency. And that makes the Russian wheat more expensive. Therefore, U.S. wheat is more competitive. And those are in direct correlations. Uh, To me, of the outside markets the most, the currency market is the most important one. You've got the Brazilian real at record lows against the dollar that just puts a lot of weight on our soybean prices. You know, I'm optimistic we're up a couple pennies today, but the close on Friday was not very good. You had a chart that rallied 25 cents over a nine-day rally which for beans is minimal, and the funds actually got a little bit shorter. So that just makes me a little nervous that the money can push that bean market down given the window and the competition that we're seeing here. And that outside currency interactions is a really big key as that dollar's been pushing to multi-month highs, and we really need to see that stop and maybe turn around for a little while. That would help out. Yeah, for sure. John Heimberg along with us. He's a market advisor with Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson out of the West Bend area. Hey, uh, have you got any shows or any uh, engagements coming up, uh, John, where farmers can visit with you face-to-face or maybe uh, see the staff out in action? Well, the biggest one on the docket right now will be the Commodity Classic. Uh, a couple of our representatives will be at there. It's a large show, obviously. So if any of the people making the trip down south uh, to the warm weather to enjoy that, uh, we'll be there. Uh, other than that, uh, you know, we'll be probably at the Oshkosh Power Show coming up. At least somebody from the team will be there as well. So we look forward to meeting some people out on the, on the road. All right. And as always, if they've got questions or want to engage in some of these strategy planning sessions, you're right there ready to go, eh? Yeah, we're a phone call away, 800-334-9779, just to talk about the strategies. Let's take a look at our website, uh, totalfarmmarketing.com. we got a lot of great information on there. Under the Brokerage Solutions tab, you'll find my profile or any of the other advisors' profile. Feel free to give us a call or shoot us an email. All right, my friend. We will catch up with you next week. Thanks, John. Thanks. Have a great day. Yep. John Heinberg, along with us, live from uh, the Stuart Peterson Group, market advisor for Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson. And like you said, just go ahead to consult their website or give them a call if you're anxious about what's happening in the marketplace. And believe you me, I sure can understand it. Uh, John may be able to help guide you at least uh, at this early stage of 2020. Coming up tomorrow, we got a lot of different things up our sleeve that we want to talk about. Uh, we'll be focusing in on what's happening with... Uh, ice cream flavors for 2020. There's a group out of the La Crosse area that partnered up with Cedar Crest Ice Cream for a brand new flavor, courtesy of the 4-H Foundation. It's going to be rolling out uh, in 2020, and we'll have details on the flavor and how they came about deciding it after we uh, catch up with you tomorrow morning. As always, I encourage you, please sign up for our daily newsletter or subscribe to our podcast midwestfarmreport.com is where you'll find all of our contributions and as always check out some of our great pictures yesterday josh out trailing some harvard law students at a wisconsin dairy farm you can see the pictures and find out more fabulous farm babe on facebook this is the farm report with 